At the beginning of the job interview process, you're just a piece of paper. Another resume submitted for the gig. You get piled up with the other papers and before you even know it, you've been placed into one of two piles, the no's or the yeses. This is the show all about getting you into the yes pile. Welcome to season two of the Yes Pile podcast. This is the show dedicated to helping you grow, stretch, and prepare to land where else in the Yes Pile of candidates for your dream job. I'm your host, Tessa Wolf. I'm an expert in career growth and goal setting, having coached hundreds of people across my career in corporate America and now as a professional career coach. My goal for the show in season two is to share stories of amazing people in inspiring professions, to learn all about how they got to where they are today and the things they learned along the way, and to teach you that the path to what you think success looks like isn't always a straight line, and that's more than okay. Good morning, everyone out there. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Yes Pile podcast. It has been several weeks since we had a new show. I actually took a little time off because unfortunately, myself and my entire family got COVID. We are all on the other side of it now and doing just fine, but it came at a super unexpected and very busy moment in life, right? Which is always what happens. And so we needed to take some time off from work, from social commitments, from this very podcast to just get myself healthy and back on track. And back on track I am. And I'm so excited to be here today. We have several interviews coming up in the season. I've got some interviews with small business owners. I've got interviews with people that work in the nonprofit world. Emmy award-winning graphic designers, and so much more. I can't wait to introduce you to some of my guests. But in the meantime, I thought we'd take a minute to just reconnect, maybe share a coffee this morning. And also, while I was out sick for a couple of weeks, I got a bunch of DMs from people and some emails as well, just asking for some advice or perspective on current situations they're facing in their work. So, I thought we'd throw it back to season one and actually take some real questions from you guys and have me help you navigate next steps in some difficult to manage situations you might be in. And in case you didn't know, I'm always available to you guys. You can follow me on Instagram at the Yes Pile Podcast, or you can even email me directly, connect at tessawolf.com, and I'll do my best to get back to you. But in the meantime, I thought I would share a couple of questions that came in and maybe some advice to help you move forward. So this first question says, hey, I just started a new job and I'm really nervous to prove myself. I wanna make a good first impression, but I don't really know where to start. So first of all, congratulations to you for landing a new job, that's so exciting and I can understand why you'd be nervous. But the first thing I wanna tell you is, They hired you for a reason. You deserve to be there. Don't forget it. Reflect back on the interview process and think about those moments where you really kind of sparked with the interviewer, right? What were the stories you were telling or the key skills you were sharing that you had that got them excited and asking you more questions? Lean into those strengths. 
And then the other thing I tell you to do is be really connected to the needs of your boss and your team. So a great first step in that is ask to sit down with your manager and create a 30, 60, and 90-day plan. A plan for what, you might be wondering? A plan for success. I want you guys to collaborate and define what success in your role looks like at the 30-day mark, at the 60-day mark, and at the 90-day mark. I want you to work together to think of some really tangible things you can do to make the work better for the company, your boss's life easier, and make an impact for the team. So don't just come empty-handed to that meeting, by the way. If you're out there listening, show up with ideas and suggestions, or at a very minimum, some really sharp and pointed questions about the specific things that you can do. And specificity is gonna be important, right? The idea of this plan is to set yourself up for success. You wanna make a good impression, So in order to set yourself up for success, when you're thinking about what goes into that plan for 30, 60, 90 days, be specific. Make sure the goals you're setting are attainable and put a timeline against them, right? So don't just say, oh, sometime in 90 days I need to master X. Really break it up. Is it in the first 30 days, the first 60 days, the first 90 days? And also, what's the mile marker that tells you both, you and your manager, that you've reached the point of success? If you have that conversation and bring it proactively to your boss, I guarantee you're going to make a good first impression. Another thing you could always do is ask your boss, who's someone in my role or a role similar to mine that does an exceptional job? And then reach out to that person and ask if they'd be willing to meet with you. Maybe it becomes an informal mentorship. Maybe you just ask to buy them a cup of coffee and pick their brain about what makes them so successful in their role. But finding someone with a reputation for being on top of it and doing great things is someone you want to meet right away. So good luck to you. Congrats again on this new job. I know you're going to do great. Please check in and let me know how your conversation with your manager goes. All right, this next question I got actually just came in uh, over the weekend, but I loved it because I think a lot of people might be feeling this or have gone through this moment. The question is, why am I interviewing nonstop and not getting hired? I'm so frustrated and I feel like I'm just wasting my time. So this is a tough one, right? I feel so bad because we all know the emotional energy that goes into preparing for a job interview. Jobs are very important to our overall well-being. They help us provide a life for ourselves and our families, so we take it very seriously. I don't know that my answer is going to be an easy one to swallow, but as someone who has sat in every possible seat in the job interview experience, and I've interviewed a lot of people in my career as well as helped a lot of people prepare for and excel in interviews, I have a feeling that there's two key things that are happening. First, I want to tell you, if you are getting the interview, you're probably doing a pretty good job of demonstrating your experience and expertise on your resume or your LinkedIn. So that's great. But something is happening in that conversation when you get through the door with your resume and you finally get the chance to introduce yourself personally, something's happening in that moment. 99% of the time when this is happening, you're not selling yourself well or you're forgettable. Eek. 
I know, that feels rotten to say, but it's true. So my best advice to you is, I want you to spend a little bit of time this week writing a pitch, writing your own sales pitch. I want you to get very specific about who you are and what you do and what you're best at in as specific of terms as you can. And if you're having trouble thinking about where do I start with that, think about in your professional world, what is it that people come to you for all the time? Are you the person who has such an eagle eye that you can proofread anything? Are you the numbers person? Are you the person people come to when they need mentorship and advice? What are those things people always come to you for? What is it you excel in, in terms of technical skills required to do your job? Think back. Like, What's the best compliment you ever got from a, be- a boss or a manager? I want you to think through the lens of, what's my legacy? What do people remember me by? And then I want you to write a script, write a sales pitch for yourself with those things at the forefront because you want to leave an impression around yourself that is one of confidence, clarity, and ability to get the job done. And don't just do that in a vacuum. A lot of people make the mistake of just telling their own story without thinking about how it's relevant to the job they're interviewing for. That's one of my biggest pet peeves when I'm interviewing people for jobs is that they haven't done their homework. They don't know what the job is that they've applied to, or they don't know enough about the company. So set yourself up for success. Study the job post. Study the company's website. Go to their social media pages. Go to their LinkedIn account. Learn their language. And then play it back to them. And just remember, when you're interviewing with somebody, they're talking to a lot of candidates about this very same job. So you need to leave them feeling like, You could do this job better than anybody else they're going to talk to. And here are the reasons why. Now, that sounds a little overconfident, but I want you to feel that inside. I want you to be friendly, open, warm, be to the point, be clear and specific, and be prepared. And also, I will encourage you to come prepared with questions about the day-to-day tasks of the role or what success could look like if you were to step into the position, don't come with questions about what does this company do or what does this job pay because it makes you seem disconnected from the true opportunity and the mission of the company. So if you can prepare an awesome pitch about yourself, dial it in to match the needs of the company, come with language they understand and that resonates with both of you, Tell them what your legacy is, and then ask questions that mean something. I guarantee you're going to get that job offer soon enough. Good luck, okay? Keep us posted and let me know how it goes. Okay, this next question came in. Actually, the very first week I was out sick with COVID, and I emailed this person, and we've chatted since, um, but they let me, they gave me permission, I should say, to share this on the podcast because it's actually something I'm working on with a team that I get to work with every day. And I think it's so important. So the original question that came in was, I am a first-time manager and I am struggling. I have a team of three. Some of them are at my exact level, but I was just promoted to their manager. None of these folks are super engaged with me. Their work seems okay. They're doing a good job. I have no problems with the output but they just don't seem to have any desire to recognize me as their manager and they are not asking me for advice 
to look at the work or approve anything they're doing. Because the work is okay and I'm not having any problems, do I just let it go? If I get involved and say something and demand more attention, and I, am I going to be an awful boss? Please help. Now, I love this question, not because this is this person's situation, because this doesn't sound like a lot of fun, right? But it's recognizing that being a manager is so complex. It is not simple. It is not something that just because you've done really well at your current job, all of a sudden you get promoted to a manager and you know how to do it, or you're even great at it. It's a totally different skill set. And it can be really hard when you're peers with a team and you're the one who gets promoted to the manager role. And they might be asking themselves, wait, why? Why did she get it? Why did he get it? Why did they get that job over me? So there can be a little tension sometimes. There can be a little shake up across teams. And sometimes it feels like they might resent you or not respect you. And that's really hard. And I think it's okay to feel that way. And I was really happy. This person emailed me. It's somebody I've worked with in the past. And I was glad they asked for advice because this is something I'm very passionate about. The first thing I'm going to tell you is a little pep talk. Similar to the last person who asked me a question. You are in that seat for a reason. You have been selected as the manager of this team and this work for a reason. You have demonstrated a capability that sets you apart from your peers. You can do this. And the thing I want you to think about as you step into your first management role, which I know can be scary, is successful managers really understand the difference between a boss and a mentor and coach. And I am in the camp that managers who mentor, managers who coach teams forward to success are the most successful managers out there. Now, I know you're going, okay, I get that general idea. Being a mentor, being a coach sounds nice. Where do I start? (laughs) I always tell everybody, the first thing to do is meet people where they are. Get to know your team on a human level. Set up a one-on-one with each person that you manage and just introduce yourself. Even if you've worked with them for a year, and this might feel awkward, but just say, hey, in this new role, here's what I'm trying to accomplish for our team. But more importantly, what can I do to help you? What can I do to make you more successful in your role? Here are some things that I've been thinking about in terms of optimizing our department, optimizing our output, optimizing our ways of working. But I'm here to support you, my employee, and I want you to know that I always have an open door for you, and I'm here to support you as much as you need and in any way you need. Now, that might sound almost a little soft or indirect, but the reality is employees today want to feel seen, heard, and appreciated. And if you can establish a baseline of, I want to do those things for you, and I know you're phenomenal at your job, and I'm here to help, and you can always come to me for anything you need, whether it's direct feedback, whether it's reviewing your work, whether it's affirmation, because we know people need that to feel engaged with their work. Open the door, tell them that's your position, and that's who you want to be to them, and that's a great foundation to lie. Okay. Okay. 
Now, the next thing I'm going to tell you is once you have those one-on-ones and you've committed to helping your team grow and you've committed to being there for them, I think you need to be really mindful to establish what success looks like for you and your working relationship. Most managers are going to have preconceptions around what that communication is supposed to look like between manager and managee, right? We all do whether we realize it or not. So it sounds to me, by the way this person wrote the question, and we've talked about this since, is that they have expectations that this team is supposed to be coming to them, supposed to be talking to them, and the team hasn't been, and so that's why they feel disconnected. There's a good chance the team has no idea this manager has expectations for frequent communications, for check-ins, for peaks at work. So let's fix that. Let's do clean slate and say, hey, I know we haven't been on the same page for the past month. I've been trying to get my feet wet, trying to figure out what's going on. Moving forward, here are my expectations for what successful communications look like between you and I. And have a conversation to make sure that you align to that. And when I say align to that, I don't mean that the employee gets to rewrite the way you want communications to take place. But the employee hears you, asks questions to make sure that they're clear and agrees to it. And then as the manager, I want you to just Send a communication thanking that person for their time. Reiterate in writing what that communication pattern should look like, when you should be brought in, when you'd like to look at the work, how you can help them. If you need to approve certain things, just establish it in writing and thank them for their camaraderie and teamwork and commitment to doing great things together. I think that's a really great opportunity for you guys to kind of come together, establish ways of working, and for them to know you're involved, you understand what they do, you see their hard work, and you want to be a part of their success story. I would also encourage you as a manager to create time, and I mean actual time. You guys know I love blocking time on the calendar. Create an hour a week where you as a manager set aside time to just think about your employee's success their wins, their losses, their goals. If you find an article that's inspiring to you, share it with your team. Give them a prompt to respond to. If you see an article on good management, good leadership, don't be afraid to send it to your team. Hey guys, I read this article on great management and really got me inspired. I want you to read it. If there's something I'm not doing for you that you see in this article, tell me because I'm open to your feedback. Ask them to set goals for themselves that aren't just grounded on the daily tasks of their job, but on propelling them forward in their career. Be the manager you always wish you had. Be available. Be kind. Be a very clear and specific communicator. Be direct. Great managers are confident, kind leaders. They have an ability to connect with their team Because there's no unsaid business. There's no preconceptions that aren't being shared, right? We're just being candid. You will never be the perfect manager. Very few people are, and that's okay because you're on a journey too. But if you're open about it and you're available to the team and you're open to really meaningful two-way dialogue, they're going to be in great hands. All right. The last question, actually, no, there's two more. So this is a good one. This came in two weeks ago, and I wrote this person back, but they have not gotten back to me. So if you're listening to this and you do want to reconnect on this, please let me know. This question says, I've been at my job for five years, but I've never received a promotion. 
I have received a small raise each year and I know the company is really small, but honestly, I don't want a small raise anymore. I want to move up. How do I ask about this without sounding greedy or ungrateful for the opportunities I've been given? So I thought this was great. First of all, uh, congratulations to you on being at your job for five years. That's incredible. I mean, obviously, you are super loyal to this company and you're doing something right. So I think it's okay for you to recognize that what's kept you motivated and engaged to date, which has been these raises, isn't doing it anymore. You're hungry for more. There's nothing wrong with that. People love hiring people that are ambitious, right? So I would tell you, ask for a meeting with your manager. And I know you're going to be nervous, so I want you to prepare in advance. You could come in and just let muscle memory take over. But in this meeting, I want you to be clear about how much you've appreciated your time working for the company, how you've learned so much, how you're fully invested in the success of everybody there and the company's mission. But I want you to ask for what you want. I want you to say to your manager, I'd really like to be considered for a promotion. And I want you to be specific about what that promotion means to you, right? And I want you to ask why you haven't been considered to date, but I don't want you to ask that empty-handed. I want you to first demonstrate through specific examples, why you're qualified for the position you want. And that might require you doing some homework, right? Find a job description or connect with the person currently in that role and compare it against your current skill set and what you've been up to. And I want you to tell your manager, hey, here's some things I know that are important about this role. And these are things I've been doing in my current position that I think show you I'm capable of this. Can we talk about the opportunity either now or in the near-term future, for me to have an opportunity such as this. And see what they say. Honestly, be open to their feedback and be prepared that you might get some feedback that you weren't wanting to hear or prepared to hear, right? Sometimes we don't know weaknesses we have. So there could be something you haven't mastered. and Maybe you don't have a manager that's great at being open and candid with you, like the manager we just talked about for the last question. So be prepared to get feedback and don't just hear the feedback and say, okay, ask questions. Say, can you give me a specific example of a time I could have done things differently or done things better? And be prepared to hear their feedback without being defensive because I know that could be challenging for some. But really spend some time learning where you have room to improve to get the job you want, right? And I want you to come prepared with a game plan on the chance that your manager says, you know what, you're right. You're really deserving of this role. What do we do now? I want you to think about that. And some next steps I'll tell you, if there is someone that has that role currently on your team, but there's still room for a second person or another person in that position, maybe ask if you could do a mentorship or shadowing program first. Get some time with the person currently in the role that you're coveting. Learn a little bit more about the day-to-day and check in with your boss after that to talk about if that's really the role for you. I would also say don't abandon your current responsibilities because your manager is probably thinking, well, gosh, that could be great for you, but that stinks for me because now I'm going to have a hole on the team and I don't know how to fill it. And It's a hard job market out there. So think about how you could transition from one to the other while providing coverage in your current role and still learning the ins and outs of the role that you want to get, the promotion you want to get. So think about that. And offer to help recruit and interview and hire your replacement so that it's not only on your manager. 
I guarantee if you just ask for the conversation, doors will open for you. And it's okay that you were totally comfortable until now. So if somebody says, well, why didn't you say something sooner? It's okay if it wasn't a big priority for you until now. It's okay to say that. Everyone evolves and grows at their own pace. And now is your time. So I wish you the best of luck with this one because this is a big conversation you're about to have. But if you come prepared, open, and with a plan, it's going to be a good one, I promise. All right. This last question, um, I actually handpicked this. I, there were a couple questions that came in over the past two weeks, but this is one that I think we've talked about before on the podcast. I've definitely talked with some of my clients in the past and some of my friends. We've been talking about this the past few months. The question is, I'm still working from home and I am struggling. I like my job, but I have lost all motivation. I'm admittedly doing a half-assed job right now, and I know my boss is going to call me on it any day, but I just can't get it together. Raise your hand if you have felt this way over the past year. I think a lot of people have had seasons of this, right? Where it's just been really hard to be as engaged as we once were. And listen, I would be remiss to not just address the fact that, of course, we're still dealing with the pandemic and we're still dealing with racial violence and injustice and we're still dealing with a lot of things in this country that make just going through the motions really hard sometimes. It's okay if you are not operating at the capacity that you were a couple of years ago. If you look in the mirror and you're not the same person you were before COVID, that's okay. We're all there with you. So when I read this question, I put that filter on it, quite frankly, because I think sometimes we're not really giving ourselves credit for just how much we're all navigating, right? The first thing I want to tell you is if you're feeling this way, if you're just feeling checked out and disconnected, I want you to take some time to recharge. And I know that seems loaded, but if you have the luxury of paid time off, if you have the luxury of a day on the weekend where you can sneak away from your family and just focus on you, I want you to plan a recharge day just for yourself. And if you could do two recharge days, even better. But take some time to do those things that get you inspired, get you feeling whole and healthy, For a lot of people, it's just sleep. For some of us, it's exercise. For some of us, it's going to explore something new. Whatever it might be for you, I want you to just give yourself permission to not be responsible for anything and just have a day to recharge your batteries a little bit. The next thing I want you to do is intentionally engage with your coworkers. Now, I know you're going, wait, what? So listen. We're all people. One of the reasons you probably miss being in the office and not being remote is that you miss the people. You miss the camaraderie. You miss the bonding. You miss the everyday chit-chat that makes the hard times at work more bearable. So what I want you to do is intentionally reconnect with some coworkers. So whether you have a work bestie or just a couple of people that you can tolerate, whatever that looks like for you, reach out to them. Set up a virtual happy hour for a couple of friends at work, or maybe just a coffee date with one of your colleagues in the middle of the day for 15 minutes, just say, hey, how are you outside of work? How are you doing? How are things going? 
connect as humans. Now, if you're in a market where you work remotely, but everybody's together, you're in the same city or general area, maybe suggest an outing. It doesn't always have to be a meal or around drinking. It could be go for a hike or go check out the new park that just opened downtown or a museum exhibit, whatever you like. Maybe you guys are sports fans and you share that in common. Meet up at the game. Connecting with people reminds us that work isn't just work. It's not just a computer screen. We're all people lending our expertise to a greater good towards the company's mission. Now, if you work at a place that has groups that exist or has clubs, like a book club, a movie club, a fitness club, whatever it is, even if it feels a little uncomfortable or outside your norm, consider joining one of those. Maybe you'll realize you actually have more in common with a colleague than you ever thought. Maybe some people that you never thought you could be friends with or connect with actually are a lot more similar to you than you ever imagined. It's a great way to build relationships, get excited to show up to work, get excited to work on projects with other people, and feel connected. Now, the other piece of advice I have for you is if you're really feeling like you've lost motivation and you're just clocked out and you know your boss is noticing, and that's hard, that's really hard, I tell you to just bite the bullet a little bit, ask your manager for a one-on-one, and just sit down and say, hey, look, you know, I'm at a point where I need a little bit of inspiration and motivation in my role. Could we work together to set a new goal for me? Something I'm excited to do that I could put some energy towards that will help the company and help our bottom line, but also help me grow. Give me a new challenge, a little intellectual stimulation. That looks different for everybody, right? That could be a new responsibility. That could be learning a new technical skill. That could be taking on a whole new project that lets you spread your wings in a little bit of a different way. Or maybe it's managing someone or leading an intern program. Whatever it looks like for you, I want you to think, What would I actually get up and be excited to do tomorrow? What could I add reasonably to my workload today that would give me a little pep in my step? And then I want you to go ask your manager if they would be willing to let you have that. And I'm telling you, 95% of managers out there, if they can facilitate it, they're going to want to because they want to keep you and they want to keep you happy and they want to keep you performing And if there's something you're dying to do that's actually going to help the company at the end of the day, as well as help you grow, why wouldn't they? So come prepared, be thoughtful, be realistic, and be specific. But I think if you have that conversation with your manager, it'll be a good one. Now, I do caveat that by saying, please don't go to your manager and go, hey, I'm burned out. I'm only doing a half-assed job. I'm not motivated. I want you to work on your language a little bit, right? Let's be smarter than that. But let's go and say, hey, realistically, I've been doing this job for a while. I love working at this company, but I'm hungry to do a little bit something different in addition to my day-to-day responsibilities that's going to get me excited and motivated. Can I do X? Now, the last thing that I'll add to this question is if this feeling of disconnect, if this feeling of lack of motivation for you is more than just your position or more than just work even, if you're feeling this creep into your personal life a little bit, you're kind of retreating from socialization or taking care of yourself or doing some of those basic things that you've always done just for you, then I want you to maybe talk to a friend. Share a little bit more about how you're feeling. If you're feeling demotivated from a lot of things, 
it also might be time to talk to a therapist. You know, it's been a hard few years, and it's okay to not feel your best. And it's okay to admit if you need a little bit of extra help to get you to where you want to be. And I think the first step here really is that you reach out to me to just ask my opinion. So I hope that my advice and feedback is helpful. All right, guys, we have wrapped up a handful of questions. Thank you for sliding into my DMs, as always. I hope my advice is helpful for you guys today. I hope you've learned something. Thank you for your patience while I was out for a few weeks, getting healthy, getting through COVID. It is no joke, everybody. Please keep yourselves healthy and well. I'm excited to be back. Not next Monday because it's Memorial Day. We'll be back on that Tuesday with a brand new interview. And I can't wait for you to hear it. In the meantime, have a wonderful week. Stay well, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning back in for a whole new season of the Yes Pile podcast. If today was at all inspiring or helpful for you, please let me know. I'm reading your feedback on Instagram. So follow us along at the Yes Pile podcast or email me directly anytime. Connect at TessaWolf.com. And if you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.